Hello. Hair splitter, hair splitter. I want to ride my hair splitter. I want to ride my... What? Are we on? <laughs> hey, this is Stevie. Start over. <laughs> hey, this is Stevie. I'm going to keep all this anyway. Hey, it's Ethel. Welcome to Apologies Now. Welcome back. We are here today uh, with uh, Jeremy Rugerberg. Uh, hey, Jeremy. Hey, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So, Jeremy is the publisher and president, CEO, and grand poobah of Medical Professionals Magazine. Hell yeah. I'll take all those titles. They right. sound good. No, but I mean, uh, we should we should explore what all that means, except the grand poobah part. Uh, but uh, it's not just locally, right? You're also kind of... National. He's all over the... He's going everywhere, right. this guy. Oh, yeah, global. Um, so, yeah, so it's a national publication... Although it's hyper, hyper locally focused. So I started this here in Augusta, Georgia, where it's a magazine that goes out to the top physicians, healthcare leaders, hospital executives, but it's a peer-to-peer monthly magazine where all the, the beauty of it is I don't write content in it. It's the healthcare professionals are writing to each other. So I, I tell people I'm not qualified to write in my own magazine. Um, and so it deals with their professional life and personal life. And it's gone so well here that we've been able to franchise this model in other markets. And so we have these in, in multiple markets across America. And I get at least three or four phone calls a week of people going, hey, can we start one in Albuquerque? Hey, can we start one in Portland, in Detroit? I had a call from Wichita today. Um, Are you from Augusta? Yeah, more or less. I've been here a while. My my dad has been at... Very interesting background, this guy. Go ahead. Well, I was born... At <laughs> Don't very, downplay it. Don't downplay it. <laughs> I was born at a young age. <laughs> But I have been in Augusta for a long time. My dad has been a professor of dental materials. That's a really exciting topic, but he's a professor of dental materials at uh, AU, um, School of Dentistry, College of Dentistry now, I think it's called, for about 40 years. My mom has been a case manager at a hospital, and my my brother, uh, my older, uglier brother, is a chiropractor. So I kind of grew up in the medical industry. I just had nothing to do with it outside of getting really good free health care growing up. Is your, like mother, uh, is your mother case manager here locally? Uh, no, she was at uh, St. Joseph a, a while ago. Then she Trinity, was at, you mean? Trinity, is that what Yeah, you're... that's right. On the hill? Yep. Okay. And then she went to Walton Rehab for a number of years, and then she moved to Delaware where she was a case manager at a large uh-huh. hospital called BB Memorial. Okay. Moved back here about three years ago. But um, I, I, I'm not from a medical background but my family's medical. I just kind of vicariously lived in it. But I wanted to build community in the medical community. Because right. if you think about it, there's no such thing as community in the medical community. No, we all stick to our own little silos and yeah. do our work and talk to each other when we have to. Exactly. And you can be in a hospital and hear names, but not have met people like for decades. It's changing now. Day to day, it's changing. But what you're doing to me is... Well, so really is communication. Cool. That's what he's doing, right? No, no, for sure. Yeah. But he's, he's getting clinicians to look at each other not only professionally but also as people which we don't Don't do very often you know and uh uh i i want to say after talking to dr jack austin somebody just today i want to say it was today or yesterday how awesome was he no he was great he was great but uh he uh no they were saying that you know we forget that uh we colleagues somebody was talking to me we forget that we have lives outside of here, this, right. you know. So, uh, so anyway, so thank you because. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, we get to hear about people's uh, hobbies and backgrounds and everything else. But um, 
also what they're doing professionally. So it's cool. Um, is there any intent to go for an audience outside of medical professionals, despite the fact that it's called medical professionals <laughs> magazine? Well, you know, I went through a lot of different ideas before I started it about the name. I mean, that's an important thing. The name is, is not just the brand or the brand equity, but it's also the mission, you know, for most of this. And you notice there's no MD in the name medical professionals. I didn't want it to be just MDs to have the conversation at the table. I wanted RNs. I wanted PAs. I wanted NPs. I wanted chiropractors. I wanted DMDs, DDSs, dentists as well. Just everyone to have a seat at the table. Um, so would I get out of that vertical? I don't think so. I mean, the, the thing is about the the medical space is that it's it's just huge and it's convoluted, but there's no continuity between everybody. I mean, here's the thing is the reason the magazine started was um, I went and met my brother one day after work and he was say, Hey man, how's work going? Or how's, how's your practice going? And uh, he, um, he was kind of bemoaning the ins and outs of his practice about office staff practice management, medical coding and billing, and, you know, trying to get people to pay like they, they should, um, reimbursements from Medicare, all that stuff for TRICARE. Chiropractors have issued that, though, don't they? I mean, chiropractors? Yeah, they really, really do. They can, yeah. It's really hard for them. Um, yeah. I always thought it was cash. It's not uh, cash. Wouldn't that be great if it was? No. I, I mean, didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. And, and chiropractors can do really well if they get into personal injury cases and there's actually money allocated towards pain management, pain care. But my brother, Jason, who's a great chiropractor, he... Um, he was bemoaning all these things, and I, you know, listened to him. We had a little whiskey, but that evening, my kids had a swim meet. And if your kids have ever swam, you know, swim meets are the worst things ever, right? <laughs> yes, They're like yes. four hours long, and your kid swims four times for yeah. about two minutes. Right. So it's just a social time. You can't have alcohol, but it's supposed to be a social time. So I, I saw another uh, person that I knew. He was a radiologist down at Children's Hospital. I said, "Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How's things going at Children's Hospital?" And he literally parroted everything my brother had said, literally about 90%. And I, they don't know each other. And right. this guy is a radiologist in, in a dark room, in a hospital. Totally different. Taking vitamin D pills all day. Yeah. Right. Totally different. Exactly. Different, but same world. W2. Yeah. You know, my brother's a, a sole proprietor. This guy's not visible. My brother's highly visible. But I thought, oh, my goodness, it, they, they have so much in common. They need to meet and commiserate. And that's where the light bulb went off going, wow, can I create a, pro a product that uh, transcends all the different medical verticals, but brings them together in in united way and and um, what a great idea. centralized forum. What yeah. a great idea! And so it has to be in print because um, number one, um, physicians are curious and they like to read, right. and obviously print does have a sense of credibility because you can literally blog anything and people believe it's true. But well, if it's on the internet, it can. <laughs> it's all true. Oh, if it's on Wikipedia, it's true. <laughs> We can Wikipedia that fact, <laughs> but there's a sense that it's been, it's been vetted. Like someone has had to read it, correct it, and then print it. There's a lot of steps, right? right? It's something you can hold in like, you can frame it. Um, you can be proud of it. You can, you know, anyway, it, it's, it actually exists. And so we, I thought this is the great access point into physician, but it doesn't go out to just anybody. I mean, not that Joe Schmo who just graduated medical school can't add a sense of enthusiasm and unadulterated positivity to the medical field, like things that if you've been practicing 20, 30 years, you're a little more cynical and right. you forgot why you got into the, the business anyway, um, or healthcare at all. 
they can add that, but they're not going to be my main story. So the men and women who who are on my distribution are really small. Like it's a really tight group of men and women. It's just over five hundred. Really? Yeah, because wow. I want you to like qualify to be on that okay. distribution list. Gotcha. Now I have a, a digital distribution that can go out to thousands of people. It doesn't matter. But the physical, it's almost a trophy when you get it, and only gotcha. people that get it can be on the uh, on the front cover or. People who are, get it can actually be in it and write content in it. That's funny because I stole like five copies of yours. <laughs> That's where they all went. And I have, the, I have them all framed in my closet and one in my bathroom. Really? No. I will sign them. I'll sign them for you. Um, you didn't I, see the uh, <clears throat> behind the scenes X-rated versions of these photo shoots. Not yet, but I'm, I'm ready to pay extra. <laughs> you won't pay for my signature. Those. Um no, so, no, I won't get out of the medical space. I think it's just too, it's too needed. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, especially in this community, there's such a huge, uh, per capita, I think there's a huge medical community. So, anyway, so thank you. That was our original goal, was to be completely medical-oriented. And then we just decided to probably move out of that space over time. But right now, with all the pandemic going on, there's really nothing much more to talk about. Yeah, right. And it's so easy, you know, it is so easy. really, well, I mean, there's so much to talk about and there's so many interesting people, you know, and medicine connects to everything. Everything connects to everything, whatever. I mean, as long as you have a curiosity and want to talk to interesting people like you, you know, it makes magic happen. You know, does that mean we're going to talk about beanie babies? I can't wait. Do they really have spiders in them? What was it? What was that in the eighties or nineties? My friend, my wife found some that uh, Lauren, my oldest daughter had over years. I don't have. I could probably retire on those bad boys. Oh, the value! I can't believe yeah. how 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 much value they bring. They, we've got a bag of those bad boys. We're uh, talking about rare ones. What do you mean? Are they collector items? Mm-hmm. But I've hidden them because I know that you know that they're hidden. <laughs> they're hidden under your magazines. Do they have the stack of your magazines. <laughs> What's the spider comment? What's well, that? that? Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's. I mean, you can you can read about this. There's apparently. Um, Is that in your ac- magazine? After being anyways. <laughs> Heddle wrote that one. The beauty of the magazine, the reason it's so good is I don't write content. Like, I'm not even qualified to write content. So it's actually really talented people instead of me. Um, And interesting people. So uh, the whole thing about the Beanie Baby was there's uh, apparently a little girl had a Beanie Baby and the mom was washing it and noticed there was a hole in it and she opened it up and like thousands of baby spiders came out of it. and oh, Like they were it. spider okay. eggs that what they were perfect, using to keep them as beans. What oh, a perfect wow. horror movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so that is apparent, <laughs> it was a, you know, it wasn't true, but it it's just went around the internet like it was. It would be That's great. would be a good, good horror And when movie. I say internet, I mean like Netscape Navigator internet. Like this was back in the early 90s, I think that yep, came yep, out. Yep. AOL time. When you dialed, AOL. When you dialed online. Yeah. Yeah. And you try to call your friend and it's like busy, busy, <laughs> busy. <laughs> well, look, so recently when I've been trying to touch base with you, you've been in and out of town. You obviously haven't been traveling lately, right? I have not. No. All right. I'm homebound. How's that been? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I work from home a lot. I do have, um, the joy of not having to go anywhere in particular to the work, but I, a lot of what I do is spend time with other people and get stories and, and just, you know, hang out with them. Uh, I mean, physicians are healthcare workers. So I've definitely missed that component because it's all virtual now. Um, I just recently started, I, 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 
was visiting with uh, Dr. David Carter, who's an orthodontist, yesterday and today at a place that he has downtown. Saw my friend Colby today. We did a photo shoot. But other than that, yeah, it's pretty kind of kind of a lonely Staying thing. Staying home. Yep. Stevie and I were talking about uh, all the various aspects of life that got disrupted. Yeah. Staying home and, you know, um, you were talking about the driving. The people, where did, I mean, did this cause people to drive like shit? That's what I want to, I mean, speed up. It's the pedal on the right, man. Move forward. <laughs> get out of the way. I mean, are people like truly slowing down in their cars because of this? Maybe, or is our lives slowed down? Maybe it's affected. Well, the way we drive. Well, maybe. Well, I'm wondering. Yeah. I mean, but people are really driving slower than before. Yeah, or, am I, or am I in a hurry to go nowhere? You know, that's, that's a good thought. If, if they don't drive a lot and they're happen to be out, maybe it's just like, oh my gosh, I get to drive. So I'll say this because I lived in China for 10 years and I didn't drive in China. So when I came home in the summer, I would drive. I would drive so slow because it was something like I hadn't done in, a luxury. in literally a year. Do you speak Mandarin? I do. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, I, I noticed I was driving did you, slow. Did you bring this disease over here? <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> and then I started a medical magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Get in touch with the right people. I have a, a distributor with N- N95 masks. I started it. I started the fire. Billy Joel. Billy Joel needs to come out with a, we didn't start the fire, a new one. On, on behalf of with one. Corona. Yeah. Right. Just from 2020. <laughs> you can make a whole song about 2020. So, uh, completely as an aside, uh, I'm driving along last week. My wife's in the car. I, I, you remember that uh, Buster Rhyme song, Wuha? Yes. Wuha. You know, like somebody should make, somebody's going to do this now after I hear this because there's at least 10 people listening to us. No, now. I think we have 33 now. So, Dang. But, but, I hate to no, brag. I hate that? to brag. Like Wuhan. Wuhan. It'd be kind of Wuhan. Cool. Yeah, that's true. It'd be kind of fun. I think that'd be better than Billy Joel. I think you're right. I think maybe they could, they could. Do a collaborative, do a collaborative something great. on mash, Zoom mash together. <laughs> uh, so how's how's this all? How's this changed life? I mean, for the most part, Americans are just too busy. Um, we work more than most other cultures. We take the, the least amount of vacation times. We always say we're working to support our family, but we never spend time with our family. We buy a bunch of shit in our house, but we don't have time to use it. Well said. So, like, this is actually given. Like, this is this is my thought: is are like, I don't work an office job, but most people that work office jobs, how efficient are you on Friday, or how efficient are you from three o'clock to five o'clock? You've, you've pretty much used a lot of your bandwidth. Does it really work to be? <laughs> that wasn't gas or me. That was Heddle opening that was, a beer can. That, was, that sure was. That was but the point that is, to do that as quietly. <laughs> is this going to radically change the work week? Like, can we not just be employed Monday through Friday? Can we actually be in, like employed based on tasks that we have? Like, if I was employing people, I'd say, here's your task for the week. If you get them done in four days, you don't come in on Friday. It would seem more cost effective. Absolutely. And people would be more efficient at what they're right. doing. They have more incentive. So they're actually going to spend time with their family, which they've come to enjoy certain aspects of that because we've been forced into it. So that'd be interesting. I, I uh, completely agree. Counterpoint to that. Um, when you have to have these Zoom meetings for work, doing that at home is wonderful if you don't have a bunch of kids. 
<laughs> when you, yeah, you have kids, true. it completely, I mean, there's so many memes on the internet now just within the last few weeks about, you know, the kids, Zoom meeting yeah. and children. It just does not yeah. mix, you know? Um, that, that would be the one piece of it. And, and along with that is uh, the reason behind that, of course, is because the kids are, kids are not in school. And there's a billion memes on that. You know, there was a joke, my, my, everybody's probably heard it by now. My cousin from Boston, she, uh, was, uh, telling me if, if, you know, the NIH doesn't figure out a vaccine for this problem, the parents will. (laughs) (laughs) They're called prophylactics. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, no, but I mean, you know, because my kindergartner, for example, is trying to do kindergarten work via, you know, teleschool. Yeah. And just, you know, it doesn't take much to, doesn't take much to distract her as it is. Right. So her, you know, four-year-old sister runs by with a, you know, glow in the dark, you know, unicorn helmet or something like that. And she's like, gone. Mm-hmm. You gotta forget about one plus one, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that we won't go through the trouble of, making this new way of doing things extremely effective. That You know what I mean? That's my worry. I think there's a lot of stuff going on right now that's effective. It's effective because we got to do it. And when things go back to normal, let's well, not take the time to, you know, make sure that this works really well. Like I, th- I think schooling from home by a, a computer can work really well. And it saved the government so much money for public school on one hand because they could shorten days and that sort of thing. On the other hand, there are other issues, of course, that come up with that. Could, I, could I jump topics real quick? Would you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as things going back to normal, right? Do you guys have any you know, thoughts on Governor Kemp opening things up Friday? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it's uh, going to be extremely brave versus extremely... Cautious. Stupid. Okay. You know, you know what I mean. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know where it's at. You know, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know the gentleman. Uh, I'm going to assume that he's. Uh, he seems very smart. You know what I mean. I'm assuming he has really good advisors. Uh, maybe they're thinking at this point that there hasn't been this ginormous surge that everybody was worried about, and let's because fact of the matter is that at some point you do have to open up because people are going to become homeless at some point. You know what I mean? And so they have to start opening up businesses and that sort of thing. And I we've, think that's the impetus. We've talked to two doctors in a row and they both have agreed there's very likely going to be a second wave. I, 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 and I would agree. I would third that. I hate to be the worry wart. I'd assume you weren't talking about me as the other good doctor. <laughs> no. no. I'm talking about you and I had a conversation with two doctors. Right. Um, I'm just, there's something I'm thinking, I've been thinking about and concerned about. It, Evidently the mayor, or Mayor Davis, feels that this is, we're moving too soon. Well, I mean, it's going to have an effect. Uh-huh. I think it's a calculated risk. First of all, nobody should assume I know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just saying that it's a calculated risk. It's right. gonna, you're going to have an uptick in, in uh, infections, and the calculated risk is can we do this in a controlled manner so that the number of new infections don't overwhelm the medical system? Really, it should be the equation somewhere in there. Yeah, there is a, an interesting thing. I'll bring it back to China because I read this interesting book called... It all goes back to China, well, goes back to China my friends, as we know now. It all goes back to um, 
that this book called The Smoker's Republic of China. Because in China, it, almost everyone smokes. It's, Is that it's true? Insane. I just thought it was a that. stereotype. No, it's, it's disgusting, but yeah. I mean, China is from. is the yeah, it's all cigarette smoke. Yeah, <laughs> not not factories. But here's the thing: is China smoke, got to a they point. They smoke in a wet market. Weird. <laughs> um, they uh, there's a there's a point in this book, and I saw it there over over the point of a decade living, where the government would turn a blind eye to the rate of cancer, the rate of death, because they weren't finding themselves accountable for any of those things, because they would. Allow. I mean, children could smoke. You could just go buy it. Like you're not supposed to, but you could. So they weren't regulating. They weren't uh, regulating where people could smoke. So you'd be in a restaurant and you have your little babies, and people are smoking all around you. And anyway, long and short of it is, there was a point where they were making so much money off of taxing tobacco that they turned a blind eye. And then eventually, the cost of healthcare and taking care of all these sick people, not just taking care of them, but they're losing them in the workplace. Um, and valuable people that it began to tip more than they were making by taxing. That's interesting. So, so this Very is that's, so. that's the trade-off that's probably going on here, and I can't speak to it either. Uh, you know, I don't know all the details, but is it is it worse in our economy financially to keep people shut down than it is to take the chance of opening things up? That's a really good, potentially real extreme example analogy. That sounded stupid. That was a really good extreme analogy is what I'm trying to say. Are you going to cut that part out? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, man, that, that, I'd like to, that, that, well, I want to unpack that. I want to unpack that. Well, I mean, idea, is it, do, well, concept, anyway. do, they, do they see, I mean, they, you know this when you were living there, I'd love to talk about why you were in China for 10 years, but that's, let's do that. Drug running. <laughs> drug, drug running, basically. That was a mule. Viruses. Antivirals. And <laughs> um, 95 masks. That's so right. I stuffed right. myself full of them. Um, no, what the... What the <laughs> you picked a winner here. I told Apple. you. <laughs> um, they, they, you see this? They, the public was saying... Were there, was there a portion of the public that was saying, hey, smoking's bad, why the heck are we doing this? Yeah, definitely. And, and they were just like, whatever. That's yep. kind of what it was. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, wow. it was this, it was the, the leadership. I mean, it's, it's very social to smoke. It was almost like it was in the fifties, sixties here. Like everyone smokes. Like it's the older generation. Casino, you know, when you go to a but it's all the leaders were smokers. So they didn't want to put things in place that would negate smoking. But like the younger generation coming up would be like, my, my dad smokes. It's disgusting. Right. Like I taught university over there. So right. I, I had these young, you know, kids were coming around of high school. Right. And like it's disgusting. We so hate gross. it. That is so gross. Yeah, so the younger generation was like they didn't have any but they didn't have any power, or clout or authority sure, to sure. to over capsize the boat. Right? Well, well, I mean, you could not smoke, but I guess socially it's so prevalent that you just start smoking at a young age and everybody just smokes. Do they treat these people? Like I mean, with that much smoking, there's probably so much COPD. I hate that, you know, I I get into Gosh. medical stuff all the time. But I'm the, sorry. I'll, I'll get past it real quick. But I mean, there, with all that, there's probably a lot of people that are breathing good. Yeah. The Chinese medical system is so different. It's, it's cash-based, meaning when you... Okay, so if you... God, it's bad. Is there a national healthcare system there? Uh, yes and no. Okay. But, for example, when we were having our kids over there, <clears throat> you had to... Okay, so example, for example, before... Uh, we had my daughter, Karis, I'd have to go put money down. There's a place in the hospital you go and you, you pay for a procedure before it happens and you get a ticket. You take that ticket to the doctor. 
So, you know, we, we had certain things done. Like Karis was being delivered. Yeah. Like but in the midst of her being delivered, um, Lisa wanted to have an epidural, but that wasn't on our register to pay for an epidural. So I had to go to a bank and take that, take out a bunch of cash and then go back to the hospital and go to a certain floor and say, we're going to pay for an epidural. Here's 3000 yuan. And they would count it. She's upstairs still laboring. Waiting for epidural. Yeah. I get the ticket and I take it up and give it to the, to, to the, not the doctor, but somebody else, another nurse. And then they, and the doctor brings the medicine in. So you have to have the money first. And in America, it's different. You do That's the procedure. Crazy. And That's then you pay crazy. for it later. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so there's no, a lot of people who don't get the procedures they need because they don't have the money. Right. Which is a tragedy. But we, you know, Once hospitals. Once prophylactic. <laughs> procedures. I mean, uh, you think about hospitals grew here out of charities, right? Sure. So they grew sure. out of kind of the, the idea, the, the missional, the, even, even the, the, the religious Christian missional of we take care of people regardless. Right. But there it's very different. It's right. like, it's very pragmatic. It's a right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. It's, and so that's, it's a cash-based system in that way. So it's very different. There's no insurance policies, all um, cash. Wow. The, uh, yeah, I, I, to a fault almost start talking about medical stuff. To me, it just... It's what I end up rambling on about routinely. That um, Beanie Babies. Wish you'd stop. <laughs> Wish you'd stop talking about it. Well, um, so let me ask you this. Um, being in the medical field right now, how important is rest time for you? Like, what do you, what do you, how important is it to get your mind off of all the stuff you have to think about, all the decisions you're making, not just on a patient level, but on a, like, procedural level so i've in the last week or so stopped paying the amount of attention i was paying to this whole situation a month ago only because it's changing so drastically and depending on what part of the country you're in which hospital system you're in what medical practice you work for you know what i mean everybody's going to have different protocols based on what is coming out as a good way to do things. And so it started becoming apparent that while I'm having, on one hand, a lot of fun academically kind of learning about this stuff, a lot of what I'm learning may not be actually useful information once we shake this whole thing out and realize that what we thought was a good idea just a month ago, a week ago, is not valuable information. So I say all that because that was... Besides the work itself, I think trying to get a grasp on how to deal with this thing was really what I think a lot of people, including myself, were trying to sort out. And of course, there's smarter people in bigger organizations that are doing a great job of this. You know what I mean? So I can kind of let go a little bit. But all that being said, I mean, I just, man, I try to sleep. I try to eat right. I'd love to exercise. That's one thing that, you know, going back to Governor Kemp, they're, they're, I think they're opening up, there's ongoing jokes about opening up gyms, and that's going to be a cesspool of, COVID oh, infections. That's Friday, man. Oh, Friday or two. Yeah, Friday, man, Monday. Man, I can't wait yeah. for the gym to open. <laughs> well, you know, I have my, my students already call and say, hey, when are we going to start back class? Oh, well, wow. to go to the gym and lift weights is a lot different than me being in your face or having you hit nits with, and perspiring and breathing directly on other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you, sure. you share the same bench mm-hmm. and wipe it down, but we can't exactly hold nits and spar. Yeah, yeah. You're very physical and very close. Yeah, Yeah. so we're going to be up close and personal, and I'm not going to do it. And even though I don't care what Kemp says, my wife said no. Yeah. 
Right. They're also in your house too. Right. It's very different than being in the gym. Yeah. Well, so you don't. I mean, he's got. He's at EFC. Yeah, I do privates here. Oh, you're at EFC. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I have the cage at EFC. Yeah. For the people listening, part of the reason you're here in Echo is because we're converting Stevie's at home gym into a studio. At home studio. Fabulous right. studio. That's right. Um, in case Ultra anybody fabulous. was wondering. You know, one of my favorite. Um, you guys, you like The Simpsons, right? Absolutely. So one of my favorite <laughs> clips was uh, Homer <clears throat> was you drunk one night at, at uh, Moe's, right? And he's walking home and he's too drunk to drive. So he's walking home and he passes this gym and the big flashing sign says, Jim, Jim, Jim. <laughs> and he goes, looks at it and he goes, Gaim? <laughs> what, what the hell what is a gaim? <laughs> then he walks in and people are lifting weights and pumping iron. And he goes, oh, a gaim. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite parts. That's great. That's what I think about when I hear the word Jim all the time. No, I was like, Gaim. When did the Homers go off air? The Homers. Are they the, the Homers? The homies. Ooh. The homies <laughs> are right here. The homies, the homies have homers. never gone off yeah, air. Right. <laughs> We're back on the air, motherfucker. Yeah, right. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, what was I watching with you the other night? Rick and Morty. Yeah. Right. I love Have you it. seen that? Rick and Morty. No, my brother loves it. Though. I love it. He's made me a believer. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Okay, I should. It's hilarious. It. Even it's it's it can be asinine at a point, but it also is brilliant. And even if I can get my wife to sit down and watch it and see her giggle like just a little bit, it's like makes you happy. Win. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about for you guys? Um, what's it? What's the lockdown been like for you? How how's life changed? For me, I've been I've been staying at home because you got to think about it. Sissy is in the ER every day, um, intubating COVID positive patients throughout the day, and she does have a procedure when she comes home to keep it as, as safe and as sound and as clean as possible. But still, the the possibility of her being affected or, or positive it's a real thing. It's yeah. a real thing. So we try to go through all these measures, including staying away from family. Um, I don't. You're, well, with what you're doing also right now, you're limited in what you can get done with the people you work with. And, well, right? Even I mean, with you, we keep our, we have social distance. We social 20, distance. 25 feet. You know, yeah. we, we've been doing it <laughs> since I've known you, which usually stay at 30. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, and that, but that's been, a, I miss my kids. Yeah. And that's actually a good feeling because sometimes they're very difficult to miss. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well yeah. said. Now I've just been, uh, dealing with it routinely in the hospital, you know? And so, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I'm pretty still water in general. So Mm -hmm. just kind of getting through it day by day. I will say, uh, I feel mildly guilty saying this, that, you know, I, I, uh, with the number of kids, young kids I have right now, we are routine Mm Chick-fil-A customers. Right. Chick-fil-A lines are a little shorter right now. You know, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, and every time I get pull Whatever up there. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. They stay busy. No, they're, they're always busy. But, they're, but, but point me, you know, I feel bad about it, but there's less traffic. I'm kind of an introvert at heart, so it's kind of nice to have less people around. So, yeah. This is, a, this is perfect for you being an introvert. Extroverts are dying. It's thriving. Talking to a, uh, yeah, a, a PA that I used to work with uh, years ago. She lives in Atlanta now. Yesterday, she and I were catching up, and... Uh, 
she was, and she actually said that. It's like, this kind of nice for introverts. I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah, it's okay. I mean, I, I don't mind. I mean, you know, I, yeah. but uh, I, I can see you for, I mean, you're as. I am not an introvert. No, you're the, yeah, you're I'm an totally extrovert and just On big, big hearted, you know. On and another so, level. I've been coming here specifically to make sure you're okay. That's what I'm well, thank, thank you so much. That and the mustache, the porn stash, and everything's working out for me. <laughs> I'd ha- I have had most of my, many of my close friends say, how do you go without hugging people? I'm the big hugger. I'm the big He's a hugger, hugger. yeah. Because I'm, I'm love on you. I'm a big hugger. I said, man, it's it's. it's I'd rather live. <laughs> it's, I want to live. It's mm. different. But my wife's looking at me like, don't think about it. <laughs> that's right. I will kick your ass. <laughs> so that's something that might change, I think. Well, that's, that's an interesting so, yeah, point for, yeah. think about for, for people that are, are single. I mean, what, what do they do? I mean, they, if they're really social distancing, what, what do they do to like have human affection? Um, do you not know this? They stab themselves. <laughs> and so, <laughs> is that what you're doing? Have you not done this? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And here, here's, a, here's, here's another, here's another hidden. They don't do that in China, my friend. They don't. Yeah, they don't have those in China, mm-hmm. but, um. But they do. <laughs> here is. <laughs> Here is another uh, hidden uh, issue that people don't realize, but what do people do who are in addiction? So you've been thinking of people who like celebrate recovery or Alcohols Anonymous or NA, like they, they are struggling and they need community in order to help get by. So community is an essential component, not just like once a week, but like daily for many people. And so what do they do? And I'll be honest with you, some of them, a lot of them that I know don't, have computers like they can't afford them they've, they've made decisions where their lives have spiraled down so it's hard for them to get on a zoom call with another person and have a sense of community and sometimes hey man, do you know where i can get some clean heroin <laughs> well well no i mean uh, you know all jokes aside i assumed when this happened that we would have an uptick in the people that were withdrawing and coming in no kidding and it hasn't happened really and so, yeah and so i mean you know of course if we were in something like in india they've had a strict lockdown you do not leave or you know like you were saying they're beating people with sticks I mean, hey man they are too and, and so the fact that we're still leaving the house i think people are getting what they need to get Psychologically, now it's a whole different story. You know? I think they I mean, are when they're isolated. Think about like that, that though. People that that are drug addicts, they're going to figure out a way to get their stuff. Right. But I'm they, saying they, those they, who are in recovery who right, are trying not to. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do they do? Like, right. that's they the don't thing. Do it. I mean, I, but they need a community in order right. to not do it. That's the strength. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got what you. What do they do? Like, I feel. I mean, what what do you, what do, you do? How do you encourage them? Um, Facetime. How about we don't have a big issue with that here, but. Homeless people. That's you a, know. Yeah, that's true. It's been, yeah, I mean, homeless uh, people in, in larger cities, I think in the United States, um, it's been a slower response. I think I think uh, in other countries, they were really quick to jump on it. And they may have a larger homeless population, so they've got to deal with it, you know. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've been uh, converting closed-down schools, churches, community centers into places where they can go rest. Right now we're getting through this. But I mean, can you imagine being a homeless yeah. person trying to socially distance? I mean, that's, how do you do that? Yeah, you're already socially distant. Yeah, no one yeah, but you're around, anyway. Right, but you don't have, yeah, a place to lay your head. No, well, I mean, but these people are, I would assume, at least the homeless folks that I see in the hospital, typically have some chronic medical conditions that predispose well, mental, them. Mental for sure, both yeah, physical, yeah. mental. But I mean, you know, now you're around the same community of people. Uh, well, speaking of mental conditions, how right. are the PTSD that's going to be a result of this? We're going to have some serious mental issues with people. Healthcare workers or people? <laughs> people in, well, I don't yeah. know. I mean, healthcare workers are on ground zero. No, sure. Healthcare workers talking. already have PTSD. No, they just don't me. do anything about it. 
Well, I mean, no, I've talked to people that have been, you know, of course, I mean, some of these uh, centers of disease across the country that uh, um, folks are dealing with, I mean, who knows what's going to come out of that. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, talking talking to friends and acquaintances overseas that have uh, been dealing with this, and I don't know anybody in China but uh, except you. But um, you know he's not in China right now. He's not. He's like, I'm not technically he's, Chinese. He's ten either. feet away. I thought he was Chinese, and I thought this was a hologram. <laughs> it was just <laughs> that good. Ha ha ha! Let her have I don't know if I. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. If, am, am I allowed to make fun of Chinese accents because I really love Chinese people? Like, if you love somebody and you tease them, it That's means the first you person love I make them. fun of. He makes fun of me on a routine basis. Okay, yeah. See, it's endearing. I, 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 I do the same to him, but uh, it's he, not funny. he's funnier. <laughs> I hate to say this. I hate to say this. <laughs> I'm laughing at it, and it's at my expense. Well, here's here's something interesting I want to bring up, just because I'm on the board uh, with them. But it, this this is a group that means a lot to me, and I'm going to have their CEO on my call tomorrow with the mayor and uh, Dr. Lamberts. But Golden Harvest Food Bank. So, I mean, at the most fundamental elemental situation that humans need to live is food, not just once a day, but three times a day, right? Correct. So with school being out, there's a lot of people, kids especially, who depend on schools to eat breakfast and lunch, and now they're not. So Golden Harvest has gone from providing maybe 5,000 meals a week to 25,000. That's and, great. And they service, though, they service 25 counties around the CSRA, not, not just two counties, 25. And so Amy's going to be on and she's going to be talking about this, uh, about the need. And a, one of the biggest needs is just financial, like if people contributing, like, hey, every dollar you spend, you give to Golden Harvest produces three meals. Every dollar is three meals. That's incredible to be able to think about that. So 33 cents a meal, huh? Yeah, essentially. How are they, uh, is that just, is Golden Harvest completely, as an aside, is it a national organization? No, they're part of something I believe called Feed America, which so it is, is a national organization. It's a food bank. It's a national food bank network. Cause how do you get uh, a meal out of 33 cents? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I have no Depends idea. On exactly. what it is, I, guess. I, I paid for your dinner many times. So, just, <laughs> so uh, that was not a racial joke. Um, so um, one of the things uh, that's cool, that's really cool. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, I, uh, recently got a phone call from a very good friend of mine and he uh, said that his wonderful wife came up with a idea completely gr grassroots on the ground not big organization and uh, I'm like what's that and uh, hey we are uh, trying to get a bunch of people to put in a bunch of money because as soon as Richmond County closes its schools the kids are going to be hungry lots of them on yeah. breakfast and yeah. lunch, they're going to be hungry, and we should uh, we should feed them. And so I was like, I'm in. That great friend of mine is this guy right here, Stevie Dement. That that's hey yeah. no no hey, I mean, it was, I mean just wonderful. You know, I mean, I would not expect that coming mm -hmm. from him. Just wonderful, just just wonderful thought. That I, came I from Sissy. I know it did. I just but, relate it. No, but I mean the fact that you put in the effort uh, to actually physically go through because i saw you doing it you know jason, I, I, all I, I i'm interrupting you but jason bill with twisted burrito is the one that made it happen sure i, I got him the money well and, and, and he I, made no, it happen when yeah. i was about to i was about to i was about to mention him oh. i mean he he actually got out there with a food truck and started handing out 
tacos, uh, stuff, whatever. whatever. We, no, he was using, uh, he was selling chicken breast. He wanted to have something more, with more substance. Uh, chicken breast. Tacos, man. Rice. Come on. Well, <laughs> no kidding. Not even I mean, wrong. do you need more substance? <laughs> okay, I take it back. Just tacos. <laughs> but uh, no, but you went through the, I mean, I, I saw did. him collecting, mm-hmm. hey, and, and yep. you were actually saying, hey, give me some money. Not right. to me, but you, you know, you yeah, were, I did. You I got were, money you were pushing too, You got money from me. Yeah. So. Um, Excellent. So there are. Is it? Is it? Are they still doing this, or is it kind of like a, for like it's, one or two it's weeks? It's often on. Well, when it first started, I was worried about these kids. And while we're trying to going through a transition to see where these kids are going to get their food, I wanted to make sure there are going to be kids in more you know impoverished neighborhoods that are not going to have that opportunity. So I knew that we had a mobile truck at our dispense that twisted burrito catering and i said i tell you what i said if i figure out a way to get the money to do it will you do it And he goes i'm happy to do it that's cool so i think now though what he's doing is he's feeding the deputies in waynesboro gotcha. oh, that's cool. yeah so he's kind of calling from one to another but he's always he's the kind of guy he would do if we came up with a neighborhood right now that hey this they're very impoverished got hungry kids help us do it he yeah do it. yeah i yeah, know jason he's a good guy here's something cool too so Two or three weeks ago, uh, Zoe's Kitchen here in Augusta was closing, and a friend of mine is really good friends uh, with the general manager. Is that place closed? It's closed three weeks ago, yeah. Like permanently? Yes. But uh, she, she called me, and she said, hey, Jeremy, um, I know you're with Golden Harvest, but Zoe's is closing, and they've got tons of food that they can't do anything with. Can I have it? So... Uh, <laughs> This is three weeks ago. I, I love Zoe's, man. Well, here's the thing. If you go to Golden Harvest, you'll be eating some Zoe's Kitchen food. 33 cents a meal. But they, they, they donated, like, everything in there. Like, this is all organic, nice. Yeah, I mean, phenomenal. This, their, their, their kitchen, their dry kitchen, their freezer. So we just went uh, and had, had Golden Harvest come and just pick up, like, tons of really good food. So restaurants, even who are closing, are like, we, we would love to donate this to did these the, causes. Did locally. the pandemic close down Zoe's? Or no, what? Zoe's has been on the outs for a while. Is it just too healthy? I love it. Yes. It's Here's the thing so about tasty. Augusta. Think about Augusta. Fickle. Whole, whole Foods closed. Yeah, fickle. Uh, Zoe's closed. Is that a health food store? I, I don't know if I don't know if Jason's Daily is doing well, but I feel like you know most of these restaurants they do most of their they make most of their money on catering. When's the last time you've eaten a catering meal with anything that's Zoe's? I've eaten one catering in I've four years. One. But we do we love to do barbecue. We love to do Chick Fil A. Nothing wrong with those, but we don't like to do healthy choices. In Augusta. Man, I love that. I'm a KFC homeboy. <laughs> well, you are healthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you can tell, can't you? <laughs> Breaded cholesterol. <laughs> Could you fry that, please? <laughs> can you fry that butter? <laughs> I need a fried fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have a KFC. <laughs> uh, so, hey, uh, so what are you reading right now? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not reading a whole lot. The last one I was reading was, the, I think, the book I was telling you about called... Um, uh, something about America's sick or sickness in America. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. It's just it was a critique about the healthcare system. I'm reading American Dirt. I know you're asking. He's, reading, <laughs> he's reading America. I'm reading American Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what else? We can go on probably for hours. Um, you open to coming back on here at some point? Yeah, absolutely. This yeah? is fun. I mean, and this tonight was sponsored by the Finnish long drink <laughs> legend of 1952. That's exactly right. Whom uh, Steve and I both had two of these, and Heddle has had two baby lights. <laughs> They're uh, Miller so lights. Cute. They're so cute in his little hands. <laughs> They're cute. They make his hands look big. Yeah. <laughs> Trump. Like, where's that? There's a Seinfeld bit. Like, he loves to, um, when he goes on the road, he likes to take showers with the little soap because he pretends he has big muscles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's all right cool. folks so to big muscles and thank you thank you again yeah. for coming yeah thanks for having me on i would love to come back and, and chit chat no let's do that uh, maybe we'll do this again after things simmer down a little bit and uh that way we're not all sitting 30 feet away and um uh, have a kumbaya you know what i mean just kind of see how things go yep. nice awesome. looking forward to it thanks for having me on thank bye you. folks bye